Welcome to SpongeBob Binge Pants, Nickelodeon's official podcast about all things SpongeBob. I'm Hector Navarro. And I'm Frankie Grande. Hey, everybody. We are back and we're talking about some classic eps of SpongeBob today. You didn't say iconic today. It wasn't iconic today. These are just classic. (laughs) <laughs> classic i think episode. it's i think it's it's implied that each of these are iconic but these in particular are pretty classic uh and the really exciting thing about the episodes we're going to talk about today which are naughty nautical neighbors slash boating school is that maybe your favorite character is introduced in boating school frankie maybe would you say? i would say so you know it's so funny because like i'm always saying spongebob is my favorite spongebob is my favorite and then when people say but who is your next favorite character it is absolutely Mrs. Puff. Like, what mm-hmm. an iconic character played by Mary Jo, who will be coming on this show to get interviewed by us, and I'm very much looking forward to that. So um, this is why Boating School, to me, is, is, is such a very special and very um, uh, loved episode. Oh, and we get yeah. inter- introduced to this whole trope of SpongeBob's Boating School mishaps that n- really never get resolved. <laughs> Ever. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. These these fir- these first couple of episodes. I mean, the first few seasons. We're gonna keep hitting episodes where it's like, oh, this is the first introduction to this character. Yep. This is the first time we meet this character, and it is so cool. Considering that these characters have been around for twenty years now, it's so fun to see the first time they ever uh, they ever showed up. So, I mean, this is only the fourth episode of season one. How fun is this? So, Frankie, should we get into it? I think we absolutely should. Here's a quick summary in case you forgot what happens in this episode. Naughty, nautical neighbors. Squidward hears his next door neighbors, SpongeBob and Patrick, having some fun with bubble messages in their backyards and decides to play a prank on them, making them think that they hate each other. Now, Patrick and SpongeBob are competing to be Squidward's new best friend, while Squidward tries to find a way to get his annoying neighbors out of his hair that he doesn't really have, except he kind of does. We'll get to that. He has a little <laughs> thing, then a little little toupee. I don't know. We'll get to it. But oh, I love the little toupee moment. The little to- yeah. Where, where did that come from? I don't know. It's, it's a mystery. We will try to solve it. Are you kidding? I've been playing bassinet for years. Give me an A, buddy. Squidward is my best friend in the world. Squidward is my best friend in the sea. Squidward. Likes Patrick more than SpongeBob. And Patrick is a dirty, stinky, rotten friend stealer. Um, I can fix this. This is, uh, if you want to talk about classic SpongeBob dynamics, this is mm. just a SpongeBob Patrick Squidward episode. Yes. They're brilliant. This is simple. This is pure. Yep. What did you think of this episode? What were your overall thoughts? Hit me. Oh, my goodness. I, I'd say my overall thoughts were like, wow, we're actually going to a very real place in this show in like a very, very fast way. Like, mm-hmm. I think, you know, as episode four, like it kind of like hits you, hits you pretty hard. Um, Like all of a sudden we're dealing with jealousy mm-hmm. and we're dealing with lying and manipulation and we're dealing with all sorts of like very large, very adult themes um, that are getting played out before our eyes in this show. And, you know, I can see how maybe like when I watched this as a kid, they do it in such a way that it is absolutely funny every single 
step of the way, which is why it's so brilliant. Like, we're never actually concerned that SpongeBob and Patrick are never going to talk to each other Mm -hmm. again. But however, like in those moments when you see Squidward blowing those like they're like evil bubbles, you know, like mm-hmm. SpongeBob and Patrick have these beautiful little bubbles going back and forth, and then Squidward gets in and it looks Hi, like it, it looks like a virus. It really does. Yeah, it looks it like does. it's like an infected bubble and it pops and it says horrible things mm-hmm. about them, which are also hilarious. Because <laughs> it's like it's like you're so yellow. What does he say? What does one of the bubbles say? I know you I, love this I, part. He, he says something like, uh, if I had a nickel for every brain you didn't have, I'd have one nickel or something like that. Like it's <laughs> yeah. these child, you know, schoolyard insults. And it's like, and um, you're yellow and you're yeah. pink. And it's like, yeah, well, I am. And it's and it, yeah. it, it, it when, does when, just kind of play on, you know, the, what, what kids do say on a playground. Absolutely. Yeah, exactly. When Patrick gets into it, he's like, you're yellow. And you know what else is yellow? You are. Like it's, yeah. it's, <laughs> yeah. it's nonsensical you know and i think it was um very smart of them to because can you imagine spongebob saying an actual mean thing from his heart i can't i cannot imagine and i also can't imagine patrick not only is he just a real sweet guy he's also kind of a dumb guy i can't imagine him saying something really sharp and cutting and mean yeah so i think it's it's it works perfect for the characters but it's also great for the show that the that the writers and animators for this episode, they have SpongeBob and Patrick having like, like mean, but not mean, you know, not real insults, but for their level, it's like, <gasps> it's like end of the world. It's drama, you know? And so yes. we believe that, oh, they're mad at each other, but they'll yeah. make up by the end of the episode. And, and they then it, do, it does become and fun. Yeah. In the cutest way. Like, I love the way, like the solution is presented again. This is an example where we do feel like karma is existing in yes. the SpongeBob universe. Like, yeah, totally. Squidward gets <laughs> two near-death experiences from his little prank that he's playing on these two beloved characters. The universe mm-hmm. decides to lodge a fork in his <laughs> airway, and causing him to, for all intents and purposes, die on mm-hmm. screen. Mm-hmm. And uh, and of course, uh, Squidward has. To I mean, I'm sorry, Patrick has to run in and save Squidward, um, yeah. uh, forming a new a new best friendship. Oh, my a goodness. New, yeah, a new friendship. Yeah, it's uh, it's all heightened and it's all exaggerated. But like you said, Frankie, there are real lessons to be learned in this. Squidward could have had a lovely day at home by himself. Instead, yeah. by the end of this episode, his house is destroyed. That's yeah. karma. <laughs> That's what he yes. gets for messing with the most pure and beautiful friendship under the sea and on the planet. SpongeBob and Patrick. And because yeah. he decided to mess with them, he gets his comeuppance and his entire house is destroyed. Destroyed. <laughs> it's great. Frankie, did you ever have a moment in your young life where you sort of turned the other cheek or thought that somebody that you thought didn't like you turns out they did something to like help you or save you or anything? Do you have an, an experience like that? You know, it's funny because you say, you know, I use the word enemy so freely. Like, so I was on this reality TV show called Big Brother. Lots of enemies uh, made. Yes, sure, sure, sure. you live in this house and you're trying to win uh, half a million dollars and yeah. you literally have to lie to people's faces and wow. knowing that you're going to backstab them and cut them. And I'm watching it again this season. I actually had to take a break from it from, from my life for six years. I couldn't watch it because it was so traumatizing and triggering. But I am back in right now and I love it. I'm having so much fun. Okay. So I think that that's why like these, these big <laughs> thoughts are coming into my head because I'm yeah. again on my season of Big Brother. I totally like put my, I thought this person was coming for me. Absolutely mm-hmm. not. And all of a sudden they ended up being the one that saved me for the week. And I was like, oh my wow. God, thank 
you so much. So in <sighs> an odd way, I played, you know, a very, I, I played a, a social deduction life game, really. Yeah. And in this situation, I think that uh, Squid, uh, you know, SpongeBob and Patrick would be fine on Big Brother. I think so too. They would oh, use their if they love were, to get forward. If they were on Big Brother, SpongeBob would ultimately win the whole thing. He would win because- <laughs> No one could evict him. Because because SpongeBob and Patrick would bring with them the karmic energy that they exist in in Bikini Bottom, and like they would somehow, you know, through naivete and misunderstandings, win and every competition, buffoonery, <laughs> win every single competition, yes. and everybody else would just turn into Squidwards and be so mad. <laughs> yes, uh, Frankie, do you have a favorite funny moment from this episode? What was the funniest single moment? I couldn't pick one. I want to hear if you've got one. I liked when uh, Patrick said, and I wrote it down, So, my best friend and my ex-best friend and rubber bath toys. <laughs> when he finds, <laughs> when he finds, when he comes <gasps> to the window. And yeah. I'm so, oh no, I'm sorry. SpongeBob says it. That's right. Um, that's my right. My best friend and my ex-bed friend and rubber bath toys. It yeah. was, I literally <laughs> fell out of my chair and laughed because obviously that is a very funny hysterical reference. And mm-hmm. I just thought that that was, it was just absolutely uh, a part that made me like absolutely giggle because there is this moment where you're watching this like kind of love triangle play out and right. you're like, it's very obviously, you know, they're best friends, but like in my life, like I relate to it as like with my, with ex-partners, yes. like it seems like a very much like a jealousy thing. I think that, I think that's part of the, the humor of this episode is that SpongeBob and Patrick are such good best friends yeah and they they act as though they're kids they're playing with bubbles but it's like within the universe of the show there are they are adults technically right like maybe teenagers spongebob's trying to get his boating license he has a job so they're that they're you know this is a running theme through the spongebob world it's like how old what age are they you know they're we know that they're a little bit younger than squidward but they're all around the same age possibly and yet when SpongeBob and Patrick talk about each other's friendship and they talk about each other's like loyalty and like their relationship, they, without knowing it, I think talk about it in a way that makes us adults think about like a romantic relationship. Like it makes us think like they don't even know they're being real sweet on each other right now and being jealous. Uh, my jaw was just on the floor, by the way. I know you guys can't see me, but if you do, I, my jaw was on the floor because I have never in my life thought about how old they were. Until yes. this very, very moment when you just yeah. said it, Hector. Oh my God, I'm blown away by this yeah. thought. Because they're they they're tweens, maybe. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> yeah <laughs> they're that's... they're SpongeBob and Patrick are like, it's tough to determine what their age is because so Mr. Krabs has a Mr. in front of his name. So yes. we're like, he's an adult. He he's a he's a business owner. You know what I mean? He has a daughter. Like we know this about some of the characters. And yet SpongeBob and Patrick, they live by themselves. They live on their own. Yeah, you know, so their neighbors that's kids. So they're not kids, kids, but it's like, are they teenagers? Is this like a dorm room situation? Are they like in college? Are they just out of college? Are they, you know, and then later we'll see SpongeBob and Patrick's parents. So we know that they're not, you know, in their 40s or 50s or 60s. They have grandparents. We see Patrick's grandparents in the star show. Exactly. I, I think the cutest moment was at the, right at the top of the show where SpongeBob and Patrick are blowing bubbles to each other and SpongeBob whispers like, and it pops and it's like, hi, Patrick. And they just like <laughs> laugh when they hear each other's like, I that just brought me back to like being in like a, like a elementary school classroom and like sharing notes or like, you know, doing the, doing the cup with the string and little, yeah. little like, wa- like fake walkie talkies that you, that you, you cover your, your mouth and you, you know, you play in the playground like that. Like that's what it reminded me of. It was so sweet. So funny. Did you ever do a, do you like me? Check yes or no. Pass note. 
Frankie, I'll be honest with you, it was never cool enough or brave enough to do that. Um, <laughs> I never received that note either, but I did participate in the, this is called a cootie catcher. I yes, think that's what course. that is. Oh my the cootie God. catcher. Classic, right? Like yeah, one, yeah, two, yeah. three, four. Name your favorite color. Red. Yes. R-E-D. Name your favorite. And then what, you open what, it. Yeah, what number? And then it tells you like... One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Yeah. Like, you're going to marry a Frankenstein's monster or whatever, like, silly, <laughs> you know, thing. Those yes, are fun. those were super fun. I think we should bring them back. I think so, too. But maybe think, they still exist. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I, I imagine know. there's probably an app, to be honest. Yeah, kids are like, here's my cootie catcher. I'm a new iPhone 10. Check <laughs> yeah. it out. That's boring. <laughs> exactly, it is. This whole oh, it looks was amazing. Like folding. It was like origami class. It was really fun. <laughs> so, like I said earlier, here's a real Bikini Bottom mystery. Okay. Where did Squidward get that hair? Is it a toupee? Yeah. Does he have some kind of a hair that he just has to comb and then it appears in that little, you know, almost looks like a mustache on top of his head, like these little, you know, black tuft of hair. Where did he get that? Well, we find out later in the episode that it actually has a life of its own. I mean, later <laughs> in, the, in the SpongeBob world. Do you remember mm-hmm. the episode where the toupee literally like flies around like Bikini Bottom and like becomes like its own like creature? Amazing. So we're gonna have to keep we're gonna have to keep our eyes open for this toupee. We're gonna have to be on toupee watch again. Like, who knows what's in that closet? He did a very quick change. He's yeah. so cute when he wants to be fancy so I know. bad. I know. It's so funny. It's so funny because the world will not let him, but he wants to so bad to be fancy. Yeah. And also, like, <laughs> he's got a lot of actual skills. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, he, he do, maybe he's not the, the best of the best, but he, like, mm-hmm. definitely can paint. He definitely knows what he's doing with a clarinet. Like, I have tried to just blow into a clarinet, and I can tell right. you, I don't, I don't make sound. Yeah. Um, and then he, he made a I souffle. Can't, I can't make that souffle. I can't make that souffle. That had like fondant on it or something. <laughs> yes, that had some did. amazing sculpting with a little yeah. version of himself. I can't do that. He really does do good work. He's so he's so hard on himself. He should just be like, well, actually, maybe he loves himself a little bit too much. That might that might be Squidward's problem. Here's another mystery, Frankie. Yes. Does Patrick actually know what a turkey is? Because he calls SpongeBob a turkey. <laughs> SpongeBob's like, "What's that?" <laughs> He's like, "It's where you the are." Tur- like, <laughs> I don't know. I don't. I don't. I have no recollection of ever seeing an underwater bird. Yeah. Where did he and hear that? I don't know. Maybe he heard it from either. Sandy. I love. Maybe mm-hmm. that is really funny that they're mm-hmm. referencing land animals. I never again. Yeah. Hector, you are calling out such amazing things that I didn't even think about. I just kind of went straight over my head when I even when I rewatched it. I, oh, listen, um, me too. There's a lot of stuff I never thought about as a kid and rewatching it. I'm like, wait a minute, where did that diving board come from? SpongeBob uses a diving board <laughs> yes. and it's just like on their front lawn or like in their backyard or something. Like, where does it come from? What's it for? It's also, for the Baywatch reference. That's, that's right. what it's for. That's where it magically appeared. And that also is one of my favorite, 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 favorite moments is when all of a sudden he goes full on Baywatch and is in that yes. red Speedo and is just sprinting towards Squidward, Squidward to save him. Very, yes. very David Hasselhoff. So it's definitely, we're saying it's a Speedo because I was like, is that his underwear? Like, what is he? It's a, it's a lifeguard Speedo, correct? Yes. That's what he's wearing? Okay, great. That is a it's Baywatch a, lifeguard Speedo. Amazing. It's a great little like foreshadowing to like wait until the SpongeBob movie after three seasons, then we have the yes. man himself, David Hasselhoff, has this great cameo appearance at yes. the end. And I mean, then, who isn't obsessed with David Hasselhoff? I Let's know. be honest. What a and great an inter- international treasure. They love yes, him in exactly. Germany. They, they love do. him in Germany. <laughs> they do, which is great. And um, his music. Lastly, uh, 
I, I, this completely like, it just went right over my head. But when SpongeBob says that he knows how to play the bassinet, I was like, yeah, that's a real instrument. No, it is not. That's a baby <laughs> cradle. I'm so dumb. They got me so good with that. I was like, wait a minute. Hang They're on really a second. Good. Hang on a second. The bassinet, that sounds like an instrument name. So kudos to the writers on this one, uh, because that is extremely funny. That's very, very, very funny. Yeah. And I think another reason why this episode is just so classic is we get to see SpongeBob go through such massive ranges of emotional shifts, like yes. from like dire sadness to like ultimate exaltation and joy. Um, and you know, that's, I mean, that's just such a great tool for a, the, a, the creators and for the audience to like go on this journey with this character that can literally go through so much emotional range in one millisecond. Yeah. <laughs> and they're extreme. They're always, it's so great how lives they Lives in the extremes. <laughs> lives in the extreme, how they use the animation to heighten that. And it's so funny. And it's, you know, but yeah, it's like, it's real. We we all know jealousy and we can laugh at SpongeBob and, and these characters because they are so exaggerated and cartoony, but there is an element of like, I've been there. Yep. Yeah, uh-huh. I've been there where Squidward is. I can relate to Squidward in this episode being an annoyed neighbor. Yes, of course. You know? And feeling yeah. left out. That's another yeah. big thing Ooh. that we see with Squidward is these things that he does um, are not evil motivations. They come mm-hmm. from a place of like legitimate... Um, sadness and wanting to be a part of like there mm-hmm. he like again he's just this is just like even though he portrays someone who wants to be left alone in, in his house with his souffle when yeah. he hears other people having fun he's like they didn't ask me to come again and uh, you know what i'm gonna do i'm gonna ruin their day yeah um and i think <laughs> that's an emotion that i relate to fomo i mean come on FOMO. i know i i have fomo that instagram has made me the person with the most fomo ever and i'm like mm-hmm. these people are in greece like i couldn't yeah. have come to the party even if they invited me and i'm like you guys didn't invite me to your party in greece last greece? night i can't go to greece <laughs> i don't have access to a plane right now yeah, exactly. i can't just go to greece and you know like, you know what else uh, you know what else is great me. too is in this episode, there is a uh, a famous GIF that I've seen from this Ooh. episode where SpongeBob experiences that, that what you're talking about. SpongeBob experiences the FOMO where when Patrick and Squidward are being friends in the backyard, you can see SpongeBob from his window peering down like from his upper window from his house looking into the backyards and he's jealous and i've seen people yeah. use that little gif cuz it's fomo it's fomo yeah. it's the same as when squidward looks through his blinds and sees spongebob and patrick running around and having fun and we've seen that and we'll see that but like to have spongebob experience it you know with his just big bulgy eyes like what are they doing over there i yeah. i, I want to be included yep. relatable fomo so relatable also i was completely confused by that being their backyard by the way, mm-hmm. for like the whole half of the episode, because I was like, <laughs> where is Squidward's door? Yeah. <laughs> I was like, the door. I mean, the windows, the windows. I was like, the mm-hmm. windows are gone. And then I was like, oh, it's the back of the house. It's, oh, yeah, with their, yes, with like, okay. like SpongeBob has this great little like perimeter flower fence garden. of these little flowers. Yeah, yeah. Like that's his backyard, even though the whole ocean is just that beautiful sand. Yeah. But he has that little <laughs> backyard garden, which is great. I love it um, so much. Another moment I loved was, uh, when they're getting their seltzer soda. Yes. Yes. Patrick, Squidward, 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 me Squidward, me Squidward. When Patrick goes, Squidward, and he's and he doesn't take the drink, but he offers him a full and then Squidward's like, Patrick, your glass is full. And Patrick goes, Oh yeah. And then like I said, just that quick little moment of 
Patrick, your glass is full. Oh yeah. yeah. And then, oh, yeah. so we're like, oh, yeah. re- like retract it, then drink it, then offer it. Made me laugh so hard. Um, Bill Fagerbaki is the funniest. That voice of Patrick is so great. And just ah. the, the little moments of truth where it's like, oh yeah, these great little <laughs> performances. I can't wait to interview him and, and hear about the creation of that voice, you know? Seriously, just yep. all of the voices are so amazing, but I have always said it is so difficult to be a dumb character you know, to be, and, and, and they do it on the show so smartly. Patrick is one of the greatest dummy characters in comedy ever. Yeah. ever. So yeah, that's going to be a, a fantastic. And uh, then when uh, he gets really yeah. smart and he's like, I actually SpongeBob. Mm-hmm, I love mm-hmm. those episodes too. Putting on airs. <laughs> Putting on airs. Oh my that's just God. fancy talk. Um, <laughs> so I think we can agree. This episode does f- confirm Karma exists in Bikini Bottom. It does, yes. And to not does. to not let your FOMO get the worst of you. That's yeah. that's the takeaway. That's exactly. the takeaway. And you know? also that true friendship conquers all. Beautifully said. Beautifully said. Um, should we head over to boating school? Yes. Let's. Oh my god! I'm so excited for this one. Oh my god! I'm losing my mind. <laughs> Okay, boating school. Boating school. Maybe oh, wow. a contender for like everyone's favorite episode of all time. This yes. is this is up there. Uh I love all Mrs. Puff episodes. I love <laughs> Mrs. Puff episodes so much. When I know that we're gonna have a boating school episode, I am very, very excited. Uh Frankie, would you do the honors and summarize this little episode before we jump in? Absolutely, I can do that. In boating school, we get introduced to yet another incredible, and I'm going to use the word, iconic SpongeBob character, Mrs. Puff. And we also see this never-ending journey for SpongeBob to get his boating license play out right before our very eyes. SpongeBob fails his first test and then devises a very, very intelligent way to cheat his way to passing his test, but in the end, can't go through with it. Too many feelings of guilt and uh, (laughs) insanity, of course, ensues. And here we go. Let's talk about boating school. Hi, Mrs. Puff. Today is the day I'm going to pass my boating exam. We'll see about that, SpongeBob. First, we must... First, I must pass the oral exam. I am confident in my abilities to successfully succeed. I know. Okay, number one. What is the front of the boat? The bow. What is the back? Stern. Number three, right is... Starboard, port, skipper, deck, cabin, galley, keel, 1924. You've passed the oral test. What a surprise. The first thing I want to mention is in doing my research, first of all, I love this episode. I love this episode. I love everything about this episode. I think it is so funny. I think it's so great. There's so much to talk about. I can't pick a favorite moment. I can't pick a funniest moment, but I do know this. That in researching this episode, apparently, when Steven Hillenberg pitched the show in the late 90s, in the mid to late 90s, part of the requirement was Nickelodeon was like, we want the show to take place at a school. Oh. To have that kid perspective, right? Yeah. And that's not really SpongeBob SquarePants the show. That's not, like we were just saying, SpongeBob is not kid age. He's not adult age. He's, you know, somewhere in the middle and he is... He's kind of both. He's a childlike adult in a way. Yeah. So I think that according to the the legends and the lore, and we're going to get to the bottom of it, Frankie, because we're going to talk to people who were there. 
that Mrs. Puff was not initially created in the lineup of characters. I mean, Steven Hillenburg had everybody and even Plankton, but not Mrs. Puff. Wow. But Mrs. Puff and Boating School was the episode that that uh, that like fit that requirement and made it so that Nickelodeon did not pass on making SpongeBob SquarePants season one. Wow. That if they had not had this episode that took place at a school, school yeah. for one episode, that uh, Nickelodeon would have been like, ah, we can't really, that's not what we're looking for right now. That's not what we need. So we're going to have to pass. Ooh. We're going to find out if that is true. I would love to know the sort of backstory of that whole thing. But I think that of the Lord. Having, it, having it be kind of a driver's license feel to it, yeah. like, like almost going to the DMV, I think helps the SpongeBob character. It helps... To add Mrs. Puff, and she's so funny and such a great counterpoint to SpongeBob. Yeah, and um, and it was just like the most wonderful addition to the to the whole idea. So that's what's and so what exciting about this episode. Clever character that it's that it's a puffer fish. Yes, you know, I think one of the things we we talked about a little bit earlier, you know, like the fact that like SpongeBob and Patrick are like don't actually have a central nervous system. They don't have brains, <laughs> so it's really funny and really clever that they do this. But the puffer fish in general is um, a, a, a fish that has a self defense mechanism when it gets scared. So <laughs> in general, like you would you assume that puffer fishes are a little like skittish and a little scared, and then when they puff up, it's it's to make themselves look bigger to prevent them from being being eaten by natural mm -hmm. predators so mm -hmm. the fact that they made it this kind of like meek like kind of timid woman who is just absolutely over over this student that will never ever learn but then in in then when she senses imminent danger she puffs yeah. up but she always puffs up too late which i think is so <laughs> funny it's so funny that she blows up after the impact like the car crashes and then mr puff goes like, yeah, it's just that's so funny. <laughs> that's classic comedy right there. That's, you know, the unexpected. And it's and it's also so brilliant. Even as a kid, I thought it was clever. And I think as a kid, I recognized it where I was like, I bet you they wrote this. They came up with this idea, right? SpongeBob has to go to like our equivalent to the DMV, the Department of Motor Vehicles, yeah. some kind of a boating school. Who, what, what would be funny to have? What kind of a fish would be funny <laughs> as like the instructor? And somebody thought, oh, you know what? They should be like a built-in airbag. Airbag, yes. You know, so yes. <laughs> the, as a kid, I'm like, that's very clever. That's very funny that it's like an airbag fish. Okay, so funniest moments. There's like too many to list. <sighs> uh, yeah. Okay, but I think I think my favorite is again. I got to give it to Patrick when Patrick and SpongeBob put the walkie-talkie in SpongeBob's head, very yep. creatively uh. using his sponge holes, yeah. and he's got the antenna sticking out, and he's got the cowboy hat covering it up and he's in the boat and he's cute as a button and he's like sitting there waiting for mrs puff to arrive and he's just like staring off into space as patrick is spying on him with that huge spyglass thing and you know studying him from from the pineapple and he's like testing 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 ah, ah, spongebob can you hear me and the, the hat's shaking and spongebob is not flinching <laughs> And then he's like, I can hear you, Patrick. Just that, just him yep. screaming into the walkie-talkie yeah. was the funniest thing that they animate the hat shaking. Um, what, one of my favorite things, which you just happened to set up in my mind, is when we walk into what, wait for it, SpongeBob's library? And Amazing. it is the size of like Belle's library in like oh, yeah. Beauty and the Beast. Like, what oh, yeah. are those books? Like, eat your heart out, Beast. Yeah, this library. What does he read there? <laughs> I don't know. Knowing him, I mean, I I feel like I remember that we get 
we get more, more yes we get more in the library later but i'm like isn't it just comic books anyway i'm talking to frankie from my garage behind me is a literal bookshelf of just comic books and, yeah. and childish things and i'm like yeah i can relate to that spongebob yeah <laughs> absolutely and i i absolutely do too i have i i have a, like an entire wall of books and i my rule is that they must have a dragon in them Literally, mm. they must have a dragon in them. Otherwise, I will Ooh. not read it. So I need, although okay. Star Wars books, I do have many exceptions, but there are dragon-like creatures in a yes, lot of there them. Are. So it's yes, okay, there are. okay, but they don't have like a literal dragon in the Star Wars world. But, and I read a lot All of those right. novels, but everything else, I'm like, dragon, there's a dragon, there's a dragon in that, different dragon. I love that that Doctor Who thing of like, the space in here is bigger than it looks on the outside. Like, yes. is that library underground? Because we yeah. the pineapple is not that big. Like, it's the best. Right. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. And I think my one of my other favorite moments which is just like um when she's like and what do you do now like what's the first thing you do spongebob floor it and just panic yes floor it floor it no 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 floor it floor it no (laughs) no no floor it floor it no 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 it's just that whole setup is just absolutely absolutely brilliant and of course i almost died when i heard my leg frankie this is the first one ever this has now become a saga for this show because we've heard the backstory of how it happened we talked to the man the myth the legend himself doug lawrence mr lawrence and we know the sort of end result of what this character you know in the show is fred who uh who goes on a journey he gets his own episode later 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 but like this is the first time they were doing walla yep and and Mr. Lawrence shouted, my leg. And they put it in the show in this episode twice because it was so funny because the accident happened twice. And it was actually really, really soft in the first one, mm-hmm. which I was like, I was like, wait a second. Was that it? I had my <laughs> headphones in, too. So I was like, I was like, wait a second. I think I just heard it. Rewind that. Rewind that. Exactly. And then, of course, it becomes louder and louder as the episodes go on when they realize that they had struck gold. Um, yes. And like, and it really is at the end. And he told us like it was like it's always someone tries to get the last the last walla, the last line in. So that <laughs> oh, someone else, and he did, and you heard it. You heard it right yeah. there. Like it, that was it, the first yeah. one. And it was like, my leg. It was I so forgot soft. that after we hear, or right before we hear my leg, but when SpongeBob crashes the boat and then like the, the, um, the lighthouse kind of Tilts. falls over and then Mrs. Puff blows up. I forgot that Mrs. Puff says, Maybe also the funniest thing in the episode, which is, oh, SpongeBob, <laughs> why? <laughs> and then we hear my leg, which is just an amazing cherry on top of a hilarity Sunday. Because and with like that, like the added effect to make her voice deeper because she's been yes. puffed up. It's so good. Oh, <laughs> why? SpongeBob. And then they do it twice, which is so great because it was so, so funny sad. the first time. So we absolutely so, needed it the second time. It's so sad and so funny. Yeah. I was mandated to go to driving school. Yeah. So oh. I've been there. I've been to actual driving school. And actually, I went to a comedy driving class. No. Yeah, I did. I went to a comedy driving school because I had to do like three hours of driving school because i got a speeding ticket uh-huh, um uh-huh. and yeah i know i was very young i was i was very young and wild and free um and i went to a comedy driving school and i'll never ever forget it like i wow. remember everything from that class because it was funny because they made it so funny was it was it listed as a comedy driving school or was it just that the instructor was like really funny no it was a comedy driving what class yes and i like, 
they had wish silly I went to jokes and but like also like you had to learn the stuff and then you had to take the same test that everyone else has they just did it in a way that was funny um yeah. and i i i mean that's maybe also another reason why i love all of these boating school episodes because of my comedy driving class that I took in Florida. L- I- <laughs> <laughs> Comedy driving class, uh, I think it's called. Mary Jo Catlett is the voice of Mrs. Puff. She should do comedy traffic school because oh God, that would, would be pay so much money. So much. People would be paying out the wazoo, Frankie, I to would, take that class. I would get more speeding tickets just so that I could be mandated <laughs> to have to go to Mrs. People, Puff's people, actual comedy driving people class. People crashing all over the city to try to get into that class. Um, <laughs> the most exclusive comedy club in, in the city is you have to get into a car accident or get a traffic citation before you yeah. can go. Also, how difficult is it to drive a boat in bikini bottom because that course was ridiculous it was straight vertical up frankie that's so dangerous and then straight vertical down like (laughs) it was so great i guess they're underwater so physics works a little differently but uh i absolutely giggled at the difficulty of that course so funny the other fun thing i want to point out again us being such huge fans of the my leg guy is that he appears yes he does incidental character after the first accident when spongebob's taking his test but he's cheating but he doesn't really know that he's cheating he walks by with a cane. So I'm like, is that continuity? Because he hurt his leg. So yeah. now he's using a cane. And then SpongeBob helps him across the street. Yep. And the funniest thing is that um, Mrs. Puff is in the boat and she's watching SpongeBob and she has a look on her face like, yeah. like so happy and proud that he's doing the right thing. And it was so funny to me. It was great. And, and that's just one of those great moments where like, you know, to all the teachers in the world, I love you so much. I'm sending mm-hmm. you so much love because her joy on her face when she saw her worst student actually succeeding was pure, <laughs> pure joy. Cons- um, yeah, considering her first line in the series is when SpongeBob's walking up, I'm ready, I'm ready, I'm ready. She goes, oh, I'm not ready. This poor woman, this poor, poor woman. <laughs> and he's like, I'm going to pass my test. And she's like, I doubt it. Like, it's just so, she's so broken by this, yeah. this lovely, lovely human because he can't learn. It's not something that mm-hmm. he's very good at. He doesn't have a brain. What so, do we do next? Uh, <laughs> floor it? No, don't floor it. And then Patrick's like, freeze, mister big toe and then he like busts his toe out of his shoe yeah. and lightly presses the gas and, and it's like, okay we're okay yeah. oh, we're okay this is delightful we didn't crash yet it's I just so wonderful love mrs puff i think i, I, I think too. mrs puff might be the most lovable character on of like the main characters in the show and i say i look forward to these episodes with mrs puff in it like yeah when i know it misses mrs puff episode or a boating school episode i just know that i'm going to love it and then of course we get her like manic side later mm-hmm. which is just so delightful when she goes absolutely like crazy and starts like getting like <laughs> <laughs> and like she becomes like evil mrs puff like what a delightful character i'm mm-hmm. so glad that she exists in this world and of course when she you know starts getting romantically involved and like she becomes like the catch of the sea it's so Mm -hmm. funny it's so cute (laughs) it's great so we did it with the last episode frankie i feel like let's keep doing it what is our takeaway what's the lesson learned with this episode i think it's a beautiful one Mm -hmm. i think it's about cheating yes it is. and uh it ultimately does still kind of have a happy ending where spongebob takes his bicycle which we know was created by kenny pittinger thank you kenny yes that's awesome spongebob's bike makes his its first appearance he takes that little bicycle with that little wheel and he's like, we can go see um, uh, Mrs. Puff in the hospital. And it's funny because it's a he calls it his bike, 
but it's a yeah, unicycle. unicycle. Yeah. It's SpongeBob's unicycle. But uh, the lesson learned, I mean, what's your takeaway, Frankie? I think you're right. I think that it's, uh, you know, nothing is worth doing if the shame, the fear and the guilt that come afterwards are going to like cripple you from Beautiful. ever enjoying anything moving forward. You know, absolutely. So just absolutely. don't cheat in the first place because that guilt is going to eat you up and it's going to be something that you have to contend with. So just don't do it in the first place. Do it and yeah. try to get it done. You know? Yeah. Be um, honest. Do it right the first time. Do it right the and first if, time. And if you don't get it right the first time, you know, try, try again. That's it. Yeah. And that's okay. Persistence is fine. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like SpongeBob mm -hmm. eventually does succeed and will be allowed to operate a boat. Right? Doesn't he? I don't think so, Frankie. I think that that's a... Really? <laughs> he still hasn't rule. gotten his boating think, license? And that's okay. That is okay. <laughs> <laughs> he's still a well-rounded individual. It's who's been a 25 years. <laughs> he's, he's, a, he's a valid contributing member of society. Okay. You know, I that does not it, define I, him. I but, take uh, it back. If, you, if, I, you're, if you've tried for 20 years, then just You got to give you up. You know what I'm saying? Then just, then just cheat. Then just get it done. <laughs> just get on the road. Just no, get it done. Maybe, if, maybe taking Ubers is your future and that's okay <laughs> and that's okay exactly yeah <laughs> or move Come to new on. york because no one needs a car in new york city beautiful that's the solution yeah, that's the solution go. yeah exactly <laughs> oh boy that was so fun guys what um, a great um recap and what a great week um, but we won't be having an episode next week on thanksgiving day however there are so many amazing episodes coming up right after that is that not oh, yeah. correct hector we've got so many cool people that we're talking to you know that's like the highlight for frank and i is is who we get to talk to we're talking to producer extraordinaire jenny monica Work. we're talking to color queen of color. queen queen of color Teal Wang with Carolyn Lawrence because they're BFFs, the voice yep. of Sandy Cheeks. That's yes. going to be great. We've got writer extraordinaire Kaz. We're talking to him. Yes, and we are also talking to my favorite Mary Jo Catlett, voice of Mrs. Puff. And that's just the tip of the iceberg. We've got more voiceover actors, writers, storyboard artists, all different kinds of artists from the show coming up. Plus, Frankie and I are going to keep giving you more rewatches from season one. It's the best podcast ever. Thank you guys so much for listening. Hope you yes. enjoy uh, the bonus episode we're putting out next week. That's right. It'll be a bonus one, not a regular episode, a bonus episode. Yes. And happy Thanksgiving to everyone out there. I am so, so thankful for all of you who are listening. I'm so thankful for my co-host Hector. And I'm so thankful for SpongeBob for uh, just making me smile all the time. Right back at you and ditto, buddy. Thank you guys for listening. And uh, we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye-bye. Oh,